Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities. And as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. So I was telling you, if you don't remain intentional, you will end up... Yeah, don't be indifferent about your spouse, both publicly and privately. I was reading, uh, I was listening to a message and I read a book by Bishop Doug about those who don't honor you. People who don't honor you, they don't recognize you. There is a, a chapter on levels of honor and one of them is recognition. Thank you. I can help you with that. So recognition, oops. like if you're talking to someone and they're looking at their phone, it's like you're not there. They haven't recognized you. So like if you are one of those fathers who works very hard and then when you come back tired, you can barely walk and everyone is either watching TV on their phone and they indifferently say, hi, dad. That, that's dishonor. It's not good for you. It's also not good for the children. So you have to teach them. My wife has taught my kids, when I come back home, they have to run out of the house, come to the parking lot, and get me out of the car, literally. Yes. Yeah. Now, if you want, if you want your wife to also teach your children, she has to talk to my wife. So that's indifference. So, one of the ways of not recognizing, like you can, if you are in the house, and your spouse is there in the house, and you are there together, but you keep passing each other as if you're passing a, a stamp, a, a pillar. Yeah, so even if you're just at home, make an effort when you're passing just to, to, to touch a person. Just say, I, I recognize your presence. <laughs> Let's try that even now if you're seated properly. Some of you are seated in the wrong places. Try and recognize that. Within limits, of course. This mic is not sounding the way I want it. I don't know what's up. Within limits. So, I'm, I'm just teaching you things that are good for you. Huh? you. You don't be in the same house for 12 hours with zero recognition yeah so you, you do something high five hi what like act as if there is a person who is important to you in the room or in the house does that make sense so I'm also learning these things I used to think hey, we are here you can see me I see you your new laptop and mine is gone but no you have to change that right now our friends from uh, Andrew Mac Ministries and Christ Bible College are here we recognize them and we welcome you thank you for worshiping with us this morning this series is called the wealth files last time we looked at the purpose of wealth which is in in short short it is to propagate the gospel. Why, sh why should you have a lot of money? Because we need to propagate the gospel. The gospel costs money. The gospel costs money to take out there. It costs money to reach people. Ecclesia MC, wasn't that amazing? What you're seeing here didn't cost nothing they had to buy food to go feed that community now they are reaching 75 youth because one of them took his own life to do that it costs them money to go there to be there to, to do what they need to do pay school fees and all of that that's why you need to make money and remember after you've made a lot of money you can still in fact you find that over time even as you make more money now your doctor tells you to even eat less food you can only eat maybe two meals a day 
drive one car at a time, sleep in one bed at a time, you'd better be sleeping in one. <laughs> yeah. So you realize that all this money is not for you. It's about something else. And it's to propagate the gospel. Amen. Now today I want us to talk about a very lovely topic. Tithing. Mm. Tithe. As part of the gospel propagation intention behind the wealth that you are about to step into. Amen. I was just reading a book by Bishop Oedepo this morning. It, it didn't have anything to do with money. But in it, he highlighted something that he says a lot, which is, he talks about the covenant. And when you have a certain understanding, you quickly realize, and so for today in this service, you know, different people are addressed differently based on what they know. So some people, they need to be told very difficult things in order for them to do what will benefit them. Others, because of the level of knowledge you can operate at, we can explain certain things a certain way. So I want us to look at, at tithe from a covenantal angle. Not just something you must do, but to understand covenant. Now, sometimes it's during the worship that more ideas are coming, so, and I, I don't have enough time to check them out. So that's chapter 14, Genesis, right? When Abraham talks, blesses Melchizedek. Anyway, so later on, it must be after that. Wow. So later on, God puts Abraham to sleep. Huh? Come back, descends. And they a covenant of thing. I think the Baganda call it Okusalo Mukago. And those days what used to happen is that uh, they would do what they call walking between the pieces. So they would cut an animal exactly in half from head down. They would sacrifice it like that and divide it and so the two parties who are covenanting I'm going to invite my wife since she's done now you have a covenant with so let's say we are covenanting and the other person is there and you are here you've cut the animal of course they are witnesses because you can't go and say no this person we had the covenant people are like we don't know about it that's why those who are covenanting in this thing, like the one we have been in for 19 years, they have to be witnesses. You don't just show up and we are like, when did this thing start? So then you have the two, and the two halves and you walk through. One person walks this way, the other person walks the other way. And by doing that, this is what you're saying. You're saying that. Can someone be finding me that scripture? It's either Genesis 15 or 16, uh, where Abraham was put to sleep. What you're saying is that everything you have, huh? uh huh, just can you help me step a little bit? He says, then he brought all these to him and cut them in two down the middle. Huh? God told Abraham to cut the thing and placed each piece opposite the other but he did not cut the birds in two next and when the vouchers next so he, he, he slept deep sleep then he was shown the 400 years in Egypt and all of that and it came to pass when the sun went out it was dark and behold there appeared a smoking oven and a burning torch that passed between those pieces Okay. On the same day, the Lord made a covenant with Abraham. And then he told him certain things. Now you can quit the scripture. So it was happening within the cultural context in which they used to make covenants like that. But what it really meant is, once you've done this whole thing, this person and that person, they are saying that 
everything that I you have access to all my resources and the other person is saying you have access to all my resources and you're saying if you're attacked I, I promise to protect you I will be on your side regardless of whether you're right or wrong and that's what the other person is also saying I will be on your side whether you're right or wrong and then you're saying my children will be you under your care and then they're saying my children will be under your care that's what covenanting was about and it was for life you can't finish this one and then you go do the same thing with another person am i making sense so that's what covenanting was all about you can have your seat so what happened is you didn't just wake up and covenant with anyone yeah like Elon Musk is not going to come to you to covenant with you because he has 260 billion dollars and your net worth is still in the million dollars section okay let's let's not yeah disturb so usually families when they were covenanting they found someone of nearly equal standing that's the only way you had advantage otherwise if there was no equal standing you have a, a thousand cows the other guy has five and you're covenanting ah it's like mm -mm. please please be easy yeah you go find someone with six cows to covenant with i'm gonna make sense if this guy has a thousand acres he can't be covenanting with a person of 50 by 100 so they had to be very careful how they went about it because it was legally binding now here comes god 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 g-o-d the one who owns galaxies and he's telling abraham Let, let's do this thing <laughs> let us do this thing it's like uh, this is deep eh? it's like uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. God Abraham and he's like me you know when once you have the covenant by the way it doesn't end with one generation yeah, it, it goes to the next generation. And the next, and the next. So he's telling Abraham, now, my things are going to be your things. And then your things will be my things. Can you imagine? You? <laughs> it's like, your children will be my children. Give me Galatians 3.29 now sorry and if you are christ then you're abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise give me another version other people when they say seed they only see groundnuts and since you've been united you are now abraham's child and inherit all the promises of the kingdom realm so basically he's telling abraham your children will be mine now if you are in christ is that's why these guys from Israel and other places they are in a special category they are very difficult to defeat in anything because God told Abraham your children will be my children that's why there are curses that come upon people who despise or oppose Israel yeah he told Abraham whoever whatever I will cast them whoever opposes you so it's like your children with my children and then you know can i open a little bit i can open a little bit give me matthew 1 1 matthew 1 1 back in the other version the book of the genealogy of jesus christ the son of david the son of abraham my children will be your children
what? Jesus is whose son? And Abraham's children are whose? Covenant. Now, again, the problem is it has to be people with fairly equal standing. But between God and Abraham, Abraham has nothing to offer. So, that's why he has to be put to sleep. So that this thing, God is doing it by himself. The Bible says God swore by himself because he had no one higher to swear with. God's covenant with us through Abraham and through Christ is a single it's one-sided. Yeah, he didn't ask Abraham to walk between the pieces because what was he going to be offering God? So he put him to sleep at the last supper where we celebrate the new covenant. What did the disciples give Jesus? Did they give him part of the bread also? Jesus, thank you, you've blessed your bread. Now we also have ours for you to eat so that this new covenant works very well. He gave them, this is my covenant. The new blood. (laughs) This is my... The new covenant in my blood that is shed for you and for many for the remission of sins. We are simply beneficiaries. We have nothing to offer. Now, imagine that God through all of this that I'm telling you, because it says if you belong to Christ, you are Abraham's seed, son, and therefore still you are an heir of those promises between God and and Abraham. Imagine that up to now, today, today as I'm talking now, God is looking at you and saying, I actually owe this person something because of the things I told Abraham. Yeah, that will fry your brain. Because we are used to thinking in very limited terms. So it's, it, tithe is a covenant issue. Now let me take, take you where it begins. Uh, Genesis 14. Are, are you still there? And you are okay? You are okay with this whole thing? Genesis 14, 18. Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine he was the priest of god most high okay we have started well melchizedek king of salem in hebrews they call him king of salem king of peace and they call him king of righteousness without father without mother without genealogy and then they tell us that jesus is a priest forever according to the order of melchizedek in Hebrews 7. So you're following. So, I need my two people to come. Martha and Florence. Every time I preach this message, you should just be ready to come. Because I don't have anyone else who is as beautiful as you. Okay. So you go this side. These are my daughters. Some people may not know that. So if you if you ever think of mistreating them, the fire that will be coming your way, even you, you will not know what happened. Now, mm. so Melchizedek brought bread and wine. He was priest of the Most High. So. She's the older one, so she's Melchizedek. A few minutes. This is Abraham. So Abraham has just walloped five kings and has a lot of things, spoils. He's going home. Okay? So Abraham is going home. Melchizedek comes. Melchizedek. Yeah. So Melchizedek brings bread and wine. Remember, Bread and wine are new covenant items. 
When you think bread and wine, what do you think? The last supper. So those of you said tithe is old covenant for us. We are new covenant. And, and what hurts me is people be saying that and they are broke. And you're like, how can new covenant broke produce that level of poverty? Tithe is not old covenant. Because according to the law first mentioned, the first person who talks about tithe or practice it is Abraham and Abraham even though he is in the old testament in your bible he's not an old covenant figure that's why paul says in galatians 3 that the law which came 430 years later put up the verse if you type in 430 it will come because there are not many 430s in the bible for the law which was that's galatians 3 oh four yeah three four Three, four. Who is on uh, projection today? I have to look for it myself. Or is it frozen? Wow. Huh? And this I say that the law, which was what? 430 years later. Later than when? Than when, uh, when God made this whole walking through thing with Abraham cannot annul the covenant that was confirmed before by God in Christ in others the covenant of Christ came before the covenant of Moses hey. say I'm understanding yeah just because things are in the Old Testament doesn't mean that they pertain to Old Testament because Old Testament is really starts at Mount Sinai. You're tracking. So, this one brings bread and wine. A priest, Melchizedek, yeah? And then, and, and he blessed him. So, this Melchizedek blessed Abraham and said, Blessed be Abraham of God most high, possessor of heaven and earth. He blessed him. Now, had Abraham done anything yet? No. The prerogative to bless that is with God in the new covenant goes before anything you can do. That's why he told he told of Jesus, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. He had never done anything. Because some of you think that to be blessed, you need to do something first. No. Tithe doesn't get you blessed. Christ gets you blessed. Okay. That, that will introduce a new wrinkle in your brain. Tithe doesn't get you. Christ gets you blessed. But let me continue. So he blessed him and said. The other lesson is the blessing is words. God blessed Adam and Eve and said to them. He blessed Noah and said to him. Isaac blessed Jacob and said to him. As I said, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. In the heavenly places in Christ. If, if it is consistent from scripture and from the law first mentioned that the blessing is words. In Ephesians 1, 3 when he says he has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. What do you think that spiritual blessing is? It is the word of God. That's why you can go around shouting that and living a defeated life as long as your Bible is closed. But that's not the topic for today. The production team there is no clock what are you subjecting me to okay so bread and wine meaning new covenant blesses Abraham with 
what? And what does it say? Blessed be Abraham of God most high, possessor of heaven and earth. Now the next verse will give you a clue into what he, I nearly said she, because of the people is really saying. And it says, and blessed be God most high. And blessed be God most high. In other words, the previous verse, they are not talking about God. In the previous verse, he's not talking about God. He's talking about Abraham. That's why he says, and blessed be God. And in talking about Abraham in the previous verse, he says that he's the possessor of heaven and earth. Now, how can Abraham be in possession of heaven and earth? Except for the fact that there is a covenant. And the owner of heaven and earth is saying, you and I, what I have is yours, what you have is mine. The, the moment you understand what I'm talking about, at least one area of your life will be no longer subject to struggle finances yeah you can struggle with other things but not money the day you understand what i'm talking about so he calls him possessed of heaven and earth remember the story of lazarus even those who don't read the bible often remember one lazarus who went to paradise and he was there and he was talking to this other guy who was on the wrong side of things in whose bosom was lazarus in heaven Abraham's bosom and what did he tell Lazarus tell Abraham no he was talking to Abraham father Abraham can you ask Lazarus to bring me some water it is too hot this side and Abraham didn't tell him I'm sorry son I can't I don't have the authority to do that. No, he just told him there is a wide gulf between us. There's no way he can reach you. In other words, Abraham has authority to distribute water. So he's not in heaven as a, 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 a kameme sitter on a taxi kameme. No, no, no. He's there that he's in charge of things because the one in charge has invited him to be in charge. You are understanding. Ah, and blessed be God most high who has delivered your enemies into your hand. Remember it is who? Melchizedek blessing. Then Abraham sang a song and danced a dance. Uh, Are we reading the same Bible? And said, what a shock. (laughs) And he said, I bless you back. And Abraham prayed. And Abraham went for an overnight. And Abraham fasted. And Abraham joined the guest experience team in response to the blessing. And Abraham joined the worship team. And Abraham started learning to play drums. What did Abraham do? Have they ever sent it, a, a package to you through a courier service like DHL or something? And then the guy who comes on the bike comes with a clipboard and says, this thing is yours. You need to sign here and receive it. And then you refuse to sign. What happened when you refused to sign? Was the package yours? Tithe is simply signing, saying, Hey, I'm possessed of what? Bring a sign. Bring a sign. Bring an I sign. You know, there are people in church who have refused to sign the package. And they are praying and they are fasting 
and they are joining the ministry teams thinking that's where the blessing is but they have refused to sign and DHL is stuck with the package because it is not theirs it is yours but they can't release it if you refuse to sign Many years ago when I was a student at university, I was a non-tither. What a shock. And I had a friend called Patti who was my disciple, who was a tither. We were both students. Tither and non-tithing. Tithing student and non-tithing student. And I kid you not, he always had money and I always had no money. So he always had to buy me stuff. Now, every time he tried to teach me about tithe, I would, ref- I would come up with all sorts of very sophisticated religious arguments as to why I don't believe in this tithing what thing. Then one day, the Lord had mercy on me. A light bulb went off inside. He said, wait a minute. Who buys me the snacks? Who buys the drinks? Who has money the whole time? Who has an argument? Thus ended the non-tithing days of your servant. Now, please, please, this thing, eh, even if I preached here three hours and brought more evidence, Old Testament, New Testament, what Jesus said, who, Malachi, Leviticus, we can do all of that but it won't benefit you. First, you must decide that you are going to walk by faith and enter the covenant or respect it because it's already there. And become a what? A tither. It's, it's that easy. It's that simple. When I made that decision and changed, my life was changed forever. Amen. So tithe is not about money really. Yeah. It's not. It's not. Now, let me finish something. Then I'll finish something. Then we'll close. Now remember the thing I told you, the exchange. My children will be your children. Your children will be my children. I'll protect you. You, you fight for me. Now, can you imagine you telling God that you'll protect him? That's why Abraham had to sleep. But now, in this case, we have here a priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek, and we have Abraham. Now, let me again, for if, in case you missed it or you were too mesmerized by what was going on, let me show you again uh, um let me see. I just want to pick out a couple of verses. Hebrews 7. Okay. Hebrews 7. 1. Let's run quickly. For this Melchizedek king of Salem, priest of the most high God, who met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him, to whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all, first being, for those who wonder what tithe is, it's a tenth. First being translated, it's not a, a third, it's not a fifth. First being translated, king of righteousness, and then also king of Salem. You are no longer even reading. Wow. What a shock. Meaning, king of peace, uh-huh, without father, without mother, without genealogy, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, but made like the son of God remains a priest continually. Remains a priest continually. Now consider how great this man was to whom even the patriarch Abraham gave a tenth of the spoils. And indeed, those who are of the sons of Levi who receive the priesthood have a commandment to receive tithes from the people according to the law that is from their brethren, though they have come from the loins of Abraham. But he whose genealogy is not derived from them received tithes from Abraham and blessed him who had the promises. Now, beyond all contradiction, the lesser is blessed by that. Here, mortal men receive tithes, not received, but there he receives them of whom it is witnessed that he lives. 
there he receives them. In other words, every time I give my tithe and send it to that number, 077-861-8418, at a spiritual level, someone is receiving it. Of whom it is witnessed that he lives. In other words, when you refuse to tithe, you are witnessing that he does not live. So you shouldn't celebrate Easter. So, in Melchizedekia, who do you think is the entity spiritually behind Melchizedek? Huh? It's Christ. It's, it's, it's our Lord Jesus, right? Because he's a priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. He says that this priesthood is without end. That's why the covenant was before Moses. All the way that side, Christ was still working. Even in Melchizedek, what you have is Christ. So, do you, do you see Christ here? Are you sure you're seeing Christ? Okay. Now, let's try something else. Matthew 1, 1, I already showed you. Uh, the book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Galatians three sixteen. 16. Uh, now Abraham, uh-huh. And his seed where the promises made, he does not say unto seeds as of many, but as of one, unto your seed who is Christ. Now give it to us in the Passion Translation for translation's sake. Uh-huh, together. Remember the royal proclamation God spoke over Abraham and to Abraham's child. God said in his promises that his promises were made to pass unto Abraham's child, not children. And who is this child? is the son of promise Christ himself okay you have understood the part so I can move forward so then you have a, a scenario here because it says that Christ was in Abraham's loins in other words in Abraham you have Christ as a son in Melchizedek, you have Christ as a priest. God is organizing for his son to come to planet Earth through the lineage of Abraham, Joseph, right? And so he goes ahead and sends... <laughs> inside that reading... Hmm? Don't they even look alike? It's like who is which? Which? which, which yeah. It's like Christ is blessing himself, organizing his coming, and this other Christ is receiving the blessing, giving a tithe inside there. Here, outside, you're seeing Abraham and Melchizedek but inside you know there are things that happen inside do you know that by the time you read the, a newspaper article it's too late that news is so old there are people who know inside things most of which don't get printed now you, you're excited by what you're reading on top so you're seeing here Melchizedek you're seeing Abraham you don't know that there is an inside thing happening God is organizing his affairs. So Christ the priest who was who died and was raised and be remains a priest forever. Christ the son. Now let me ask you a question. According to Galatians 3.29 if you want to stick with me. On which side are we? We as the church, on which side are we? Which side of Christ are we? We are these ends. We are in the sonship. We are not in the eternal priesthood. That's why we continue to tithe to acknowledge this side. Bible doesn't say we are children of Melchizedek. The Bible says we are children of Abraham. You can't sit.
it's a covenant issue. It's not a financial issue. Because for you, as long as tithe is a financial issue. Yeah? I even advise people, if it's that, if money is that important to you, don't tithe. Yeah, go eat your money. At least, at least, get some benefit in the, in the physical, in the flesh. Because it is so much deeper than you think. And that's why you have arguments in your head. Because you are not operating at a certain level of understanding. Hey. Let me finish like this. Genesis 28 verse 18. Is it 18 to 20 or 20 to 22? Genesis 28. 20 to 22. Hey. Are you with me? You people, don't try to scare me. I... I refuse to be scared by you yeah or, or are you convicted is it conviction or or at, at least it's not sleep okay it's not boredom i'm preaching it's a good message yeah tithe by the way tithe doesn't go to the pastor in case you you th- because people out there say pastors take tithe who, who say Bible says the tithe belongs to the lord any pastor who wants to be in trouble should touch the tithe of the Lord. Yeah, even for us, we are tithers. Yeah. Co- co- committed. We've been tithing in this church from the beginning up to today. Non-stop. So in case you're there thinking, hmm? Income stream. Hey, what a shock. I hear that often. Pastors collect tithe. What? What? Who said the tithe is for the pastor? It's not for the pastor. You see me here. I don't have any of your tithe at all. Even me, I bring mine every, every week. In fact, yeah. Oh, yes. Look, even if you had to bribe me not to tithe, I, I would refuse the bribe. Yeah. If you threatened me and said if you tithe, we will do such and such to you, I will still tithe quietly without you knowing. I wouldn't tell you about it. Because I know that's how you are organizing to destroy my life. Oh, yes. Now, Jacob was on his way to his uncle, Laban. He has been sent by his father and the father has blessed him. So, you know, tithe is for blessed people. Tithe is for blessed people. Those who are still trying to be blessed, don't tithe, please. Only tithe if you understand you're already blessed. So, he's on his way, but he has nothing. He, he's running away from his brother. The brother said, I'm going I'm to kill you. Why? You stole the blessing from right under my, my whatever. So, Jacob, ah, uh, so anyway, so he goes and he has this dream and in the dream he sees angels What? And God makes a promise to him in the dream and then he wakes up puts that stone where he was sleeping as an altar and he makes this vow. Let's read together. Then Jacob made a vow saying if God will be with me and keep me in this way that I am going uh-huh, that and clothing to put on so that I come back to my father's house in peace. Then the Lord shall be my God. Wow. Now, God has promised him things in the dream. And then he says that if God... You see, all the things he's saying were the exact things God told him in the dream. Which is in verse 15. So he says, if God will do this and this and that which he has said then he said then god shall be my god yeah he shall be my god because he told him i'm the i'm the god of your father abraham and the god of isaac eh? so the guy is riding on uh, abraham's relationship and he says ah if these things happen eh, then i shall know it's he's not just the god of abraham is also mine and then he said next and this stone which i have set as a pillar 
shall be God's house. And of all that you give me, I'll surely give a tenth to you. Now, this guy, what? think about it. You have had a dream in the night, angels, what, what? Of all the things you want to talk about in your confusion or whatever it is, why do you choose two things? The stone shall be God's house and I will give a tenth. You can't talk about God's house without the tithe. Stand and let's pray. Amen. Do you receive the word? Are you sure you receive it? Receive it by faith. God is good. Amen. Our friends on TV and radio are about to leave us now. So we bless you. Thank you for joining us. And those who are here in the house and at all the locations, please just start praying. Giving thanks to God for his goodness, his kindness, his mercy, his favor. He has sustained us, not ourselves. The essence of being a Christian is that you are no longer in charge of your life and in charge of your own whatever it is, but that you are surrendered to a Savior who is looking out for us. His name is Jesus and he loves us and he has done mighty things for us. He has done great things for us. And we have a good inheritance based on what we are reading. That way from, way back our father Abraham, God was figuring out how to bless us. And when we tithe, we are just acknowledging that blessing. We are just saying, yes, have your way, Lord. Bless me. Have your way, Lord. I'm ready to receive the package that you have for me. Have your way, Lord. Give me a life of significance. Have your way, Lord. Help me be significant in your house. Yes, so we thank you, Father. We honor you. We thank you. Thank you, Lord, that there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Someone may be feeling condemned, maybe because you haven't been tithing regularly and you feel... No, the Holy Spirit is not, a, is not into condemnation. He may be convicting you, but surely not condemning you. So don't feel condemned. In this house, there is no condemnation. It's about us learning the truth and walking in it. Learning the truth and walking in it. So thank you, Lord, that you, you desire to bless us more than we even know how to be blessed. And that you're working around every system to add value to us. Thank you for families in which you've put us, for friendships, for jobs, for careers, for businesses. Thank you. Lord, we know many businesses fail, but someone in this house, their business is still going on. It may have gone through difficulties, but it's going on. In COVID, many businesses shut down, but yours is going on. So give thanks to God, everyone. Just give thanks to God. And bless his name. Amen. The Bible says, what shall I render to God for all his benefits toward me? And it says, I'll take up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. So maybe for you, you haven't yet taken up the cup of salvation. I want to invite you, if you're here and you've never given your life to Jesus, as everyone is praying, everyone praying, everyone praying, I want you to put your hand up straight if you've never given your life to Jesus. Just one, your right one hand. Um, make sure I see it before you can put it down. Just put your hand up straight. You're like, today is my day of salvation. I want to give my life to Jesus. Thank you. I see those hands at the back. Thank you. Anyone else? Anyone else? You're like, today, today, today is my day of salvation. Just put up your hand straight. I want, you're saying, Pastor, pray for me. Maybe you were invited by a friend. Amen. Someone else? Anyone else? Anyone else? The friends at the back whose hands went up. Can you just come here where I am? Can you just come where I am? Just start walking to the front. Thank you, my brother. Thank you. This place is open. Pastors, can you come? Come and receive God's uh, wonderful children who are giving their lives to him. You're welcome, my sister. Anyone else? Thank you. Welcome, Welcome, my brother. Can someone quickly? Thank you. Anyone else? Welcome, my brother. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Pastors, I need you to stand with the people that have come forward. 
welcome best decision best decision at the right stage you guys are going to go like in life i'm telling you i'm, I'm telling you it's true you'll see it remember this day anyone else you're like today is my day of salvation yeah thank you remember god what he did with abraham he gave everything and ours is to receive it welcome welcome best decision of your life any any other people we, we are still receiving uh, please church keep praying keep praying and keep celebrating keep praying keep celebrating yes this is the moment someone out there today is your moment to walk into these promises to walk into this covenant of abraham where god comes and says that what i have is yours and it's only possible through christ jesus welcome my brother you're welcome you're welcome you are loved you're cherished amen anyone else come 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 we're waiting for you we're waiting for you we're waiting for you we're waiting for you yes today is a good day oh welcome my sister welcome anyone else uh, yeah you're like you just come you see it's perfectly normal to come all of us you see are standing people they already have walked forward before jesus said listen carefully jesus said that if you acknowledge me before men i will acknowledge you before my father these are the words of jesus not me not moses i say if you deny me before men i'll deny you before my father that's why we do this thing publicly you don't get saved in secret the church is not the secret service the church is the body of christ a city on a hill that cannot be hidden amen so one more call if you're there and you want to give your life to jesus just walk forward just come just acknowledge him publicly he will acknowledge you before his father welcome my brother welcome 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 best decision of your life welcome my sister keep coming keep coming keep coming welcome keep coming yeah welcome just welcome welcome that anyone else keep, keep coming this today is the day of salvation amen amen now can you help me rejoice and celebrate these courageous people these wonderful people these people whose lives are taking a completely new turn we are receiving more people coming to christ yes welcome my sister welcome my sister in case you, there's someone with you and they want to come and maybe they are they are not sure they can come by themselves you can come with them like someone has just done they brought their sister forward anyone did you see the ecclesia mc testimony yeah she was taken by by her brother and she was fuming because it was not her desire to go but when she got there miracles happened yeah. so sometimes you can walk with someone and say let's go let's go i know you're fearing and they may even be fuming then they get here and miracles happen yesterday at, at the man, man, man talk i met a gentleman who who was watching us in, in lockdown in a hosting center he had a stroke he, he had started business and they, all his businesses had failed all all he was even doing business out of the country everything had failed he had come back because of the stress he got a stroke one one half of him was no longer functioning let me tell you the level of, of despair this man was at he told his wife go back to your parents maybe you're still a young girl you can't stick with me I've, my life has ended you never know someone else may pick interest in you why should you waste your life with me like that's hopelessness to the nth degree when a person is willing to send away their wife because they think they can't kill them 
one day like this on a beautiful garage like this in a hosting center watching on a screen he got instantly healed from the stroke yeah. Yeah. and he started running the way he described it to me he said i got out and started running he said i could feel the ground under my foot and the reason he came to see me yesterday is because I, I can't even tell you the testimony the way God is restoring that man eh? mm. hmm. his post the meat you know I, I marveled as he was telling me the story it is I can't even tell you the story it's that kind of story I can't even tell it to you yeah because of for for his own safety that the level of blessing the the wealth that is coming to him the restoration the family look this where they used to go the location the pastor told me the wife had started selling juice for them to have food on the table juice peddling juice people were okay but now I'm telling you, when God restores, He restores completely. So don't look at people walking forward and thinking, what are they doing? Don't, this is not a cognitive exercise. There is a spiritual thing going on. And you're going to see these people's lives. And you'll be like, what? What, what happened? Amen. Okay. Anyone, anyone else? You're, you're still there. You are thinking, and yeah you know some people they are last minute decision makers come your neighbor should check with you whether you want to come and if you want to come then they should come with you I've never made an altar call this long there must be a reason I'm always quick there must be a purpose there must be someone whose destiny is critical for today is there a person do you want to come do you want to come amen I hope you've not stayed back when it was your day I hope you didn't step back when it was your day amen alright can you pray with me you just pray after me you pray what I pray is that okay say Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus. thank you for today Forgive me my past and give me a new future. I give my life to you. Take it, Lord, and do something big with it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Can we, can we welcome... This is uh, Elder Sarah. She's going to go and take your contact so that we can be able to call you and be able to walk this journey with you. Is that okay with you? Just over there in that corner. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming. Amen. Can we bless, celebrate God's children who are coming to him? In case at all the locations this is happening, but in case you're by yourself online, the number to text or call is 0775-642-449. It's on your screen. Please text that number and tell us that you made a commitment to Jesus. Are you ready to go home? You don't want to go home? You have to go home. <laughs> Thank you, Father, for your children who came to worship you today. Thank you for the word we've had. Thank you for those who are making a decision to be faithful in their tithing. Thank you for those who are making a decision to be consistent. I know others have desired but they have lacked consistency and they are making a decision to be consistent. Father, I ask for extraordinary power of the Holy Spirit and the wisdom for them to be able to do it unceasingly. May you give us the grace to walk in this covenant with you of tithing. We bless you and thank you. Father, I pray for anyone in this room and on the sound of my voice who may not be well who may be suffering from any kind of sickness be it neuro be it organs whatever it is 
I pray for restoration right now. May you be restored to full health in the name of Jesus. And so, Father, we thank you and bless you because we know you've done it in Jesus' name. Amen. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all and forever. for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.